last word on health on Today FM. With Yakult, bacteria scientifically proven to reach the good alive. Sure, there are many people looking forward to their holidays over the next couple of weeks and months, but you need to be very careful. So make sure you've got your health in check before you do. So let's find out the do's and don'ts. Dr. Alona Duffy, who's a GP in Monaghan, is with us. Alona, you're very welcome. I'm sure there are people who are up to their eyes packing and planning to get away and can't wait for it to get away into the sun over the next while. But you do have to be very careful of things when you're going away. Firstly, you should be checking that if you're on medication, you're bringing it with you. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, we all remember to pack the swimming suits, the nice clothes, the sandals and everything. But we also have got to remember to pack other important things. So number one, if you have health issues, and that includes simple things like blood pressure, diabetes, make sure you have a list of not only what illnesses you have, but also what medications you're on, because that's very important if something were to happen, that somebody has an accurate list and knows the information that will be relevant in, in a hospital or in a healthcare setting. If you're on regular medications, take them with you and make sure you've ordered this in advance because sometimes people kind of forget and it's the day before and they realize they don't have their blood pressure tablets, they don't have their allergy medications, whatever. So make sure you have it with you. And I suppose I would always say to people, keep that in your hand luggage because as we know, um, baggage can go missing, but at least if you're holding it, it's less likely to do so. So I think they're the real big things that sometimes people forget about before they go. Yeah, and so just on that as well, I mean, obviously people who have to bring insulin with them as well or EpiPens, just check with the airlines you can bring bring them on board. Yes, you don't need to have a letter to say you're taking tablets with you. Obviously, if you're taking any liquids, they, it has to adhere to the, the limits that's there, but very few people would be taking liquids with them. If you're taking injectable medications such as your insulin and your adrenaline, while officially you don't have to have a letter, many airlines do insist you do. So have that in advance. It can be the same letter, you know, laminated, have it there. And again, order that well in advance, um, either from your pharmacist or your GP. Don't be doing it the last minute or you may not get it in time. Uh, be careful with those medications. Don't lose them. And I suppose, again, for allergies, if you are going and you are someone who requires adrenaline, has had a history of what we call anaphylaxis, that severe allergic response that has required adrenaline, make sure those who are traveling with you are aware of that and that they know how to give you the adrenaline. Our advice always is to make sure you have two adrenalines on you at all time and two somewhere else. So maybe two back in the hotel room or wherever you're staying. So I think very important. Now, something that's probably more important since the pandemic as well is making sure that you do have insurance when you go away. Yes, people um, kind of sometimes forget about this and presume they have it. Now, if you're traveling within Europe or within the UK, you actually probably don't need any private insurance once you've got your E111 form so or card. So E111, it's the kind of European health card. I think it may have been known as E111. It might have a new term now, HIC. But it's if you go onto the HSC website, you'll be able to access that and you can apply for it. Um, very simple, if you already have had one in the past, if you have a medical card or if you have a drugs re- payment and um, payment scheme card you'll get it really fast like you'll have it within days if you apply for it now and um, it provides for free healthcare, similar to that that you would get here in ireland so if you're in spain you'll be able to go and see a gp there or you'll be able to go and see and attend a normal a and e department and sometimes i have to say that maybe you may be getting better care 
sometimes the private clinics that are available in places are very much tourist driven and we're not always sure that you're seeing let's say a gp or someone who's done medicine you may be seeing a urologist a specialist in kidney surgery and while i'm not saying they won't know what to do in emergency situations sometimes the care they provide can be a little bit of overkill like two antibiotics for a chest infection as opposed to one so i think where possible try and use the public system and again within europe and the uk you can have that for free if you have your card with you People, of course, like to buy those annual travel insurance policies and people obviously like to go for the cheapest ones out there. What should you look out for when you are buying those? Well, I think some of it depends on where you're going. So, I mean, actually today when I, I had a call from someone who's in the States and has gotten ill. So, you know, as we know, healthcare costs in many countries are huge and you need to make sure that you're going to be covered for that. Be aware that sometimes there can be limitations based on your age and based on pre-existing medical conditions. So if you get sick with something that you've had before, they may question it and say whether you should have been traveling with that illness. So make sure that you are, sorry, I'm going to cough, (laughs) that you are up to date with your health. It's not that you need to go to the GP to make sure you're safe to travel. But if you're going with a history of severe back problems and have known disc issues and go out there, be aware they may not cover you. So read the small print with regards to that. Just on COVID at the moment, is it covered now in most policies? Do you know what? You'll have to check that. I don't know. I really don't know. One actually the really important thing that when we are talking about infectious diseases um, is vaccinations. And um, I suppose... You know, notoriously, we would have counted in the in days gone by somewhere exotic as being Egypt or going to Turkey, whereas now these are common places for us to go to and to travel to. And people may not be aware that actually there are guidelines with regards to, to some of these countries and the requirement to make sure you're up to date with vaccines. So one common one that we kind of often will advise people going abroad is to get hepatitis A. And hepatitis A is the type of hepatitis, which is an inflammation of our liver that you can get through contaminated food and water. So If you are um, requiring vaccines and and some other countries may require other vaccines, you may require tetanus boosters, you may require uh, typhoid. um, So lots of things that that may be required. Now, often if you're booking through a travel agency, they will have advised you on that. But more and more of us are booking our own holidays ourselves and may not be aware of this. So I'm going to guide you all to an excellent website and it's called CDC. It's the Centre of Disease Control and you can go into the, the traveller section on it and put in where you're going and it will give you really good advice on what vaccinations you may require. Again, do this well in advance. Don't be leaving to the last minute because most of those vaccines must be in your system for at least a month to to give you that protection that you require. Alona, a lot of people will be heading off to Spain, Portugal, France, Italy over the next while. And I'm sure a lot of people would have seen the the weather forecast that they are suffering from extreme temperatures right now. The importance of applying sunscreen, it it can't be understated. It can't be understated. And again, just as you said, the temperatures are so high. And similarly, here every summer, we see people coming with severe burns. So remember that it is important to have good quality um, sunscreen. Uh, They do go out of date. So the one you had from five summers ago won't necessarily provide you the protection that you're going to need under hot sun. So again, make sure you're updated. Go with high factor and protect the areas that are more likely to burn. Remember the backs of knees, the ears, the back of the neck. Keep the face out of the sun because, you know, it does us no good. And it's later on in life we start seeing all these unsightly lesions on our faces and our head because of repeated sun exposure over the years. But the biggest group I'm going to point out are children. 
we know that even one burn as a child, one bad burn as a child dramatically increases your risk of malignant melanoma, the most severe of the skin cancers out there. So you have a duty to protect your children. And it's not only the sunscreen, it's keeping them out of the hot sun. And sunscreen they would now feel is not. If you talk to dermatologists, they'd say that children should have sunscreen on, but also have clothing on. And you should be aware that some can burn through like cottons and like fabrics. So perhaps it may be worth investing in some of the sunproof um, wear that's out there. And I know many of the shops, pennies, duns, etc., all send them, so they're not particularly dear. Now, I know we kind of all want to go away on holidays and come back looking, you know, at that brown, healthy tan. But really, um, I think for our kids, is you know, any, let them have a good time, but is protect there any, them. Is there any better time of day to be out in the sun? I mean, I'm, I'm terrible for getting burned myself, but I, I, you know, I walk around a lot when I go away. Is there any good time to be out in the sun? Is it late afternoon, early morning? What's the best? Well, the time to avoid is the time that we see other countries who have heavy sun have their siesta time and often businesses will close. So that's the 12 to 2 o'clock time when the sun is at its peak and when it's at its hottest. So again, take the kids in, take yourself in, hydrate, because it's not only the burning that can cause the problem, but people can get sunstroke. So they really, you know, with too much sun, people can become dehydrated. They can find their own body temperature rising, having what we call rigors, the shakes. So it's one of the things, I suppose, that we might talk about the little pack of things to take away with you and in that I'd definitely be suggesting antipyretics which means anti-temperature medications like paracetamol or ibuprofen if you're able to take that and um, fluids 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 when you're out sitting in the sun and I mean and there might be some people that's it. Well, it's there might be yeah. some people who think that a cocktail by the by the pool is a good idea of a fluid yeah no the cocktail is going to dehydrate you so again try and save the cocktails for later in the evening not when you're in the heavy sun drink your water drink your fluids whatever you want to drink as long ideally non-alcoholic and obviously going to different parts of Europe, got to be aware of certain insects and bites from them. Yes. And um, some people, you know, some people have no problem and insects don't go near them at all. And others seem like magnets for them. So I think those of you who have problems will know it yourself. We are seeing year on year an increase in the numbers of people coming back with really inflammatory and infected responses to some of their insect bites. And these are the people that we'll often advise to prepare in advance. So obviously, if you're prone to insect bites or if you're going somewhere where there's a risk of malaria, which is an infection you can get through insect bites, particularly the mosquitoes, then have your insect repellents. Um, there are many versions of them. The strongest will tend to contain DEET, D-E-E-T. We want to avoid that in pregnant women and very young children. So um, there are non-DEET containing ones, but obviously the DEET will tend to be the ones that will work best. Simple measures. Don't be putting on perfumes going out in the evenings. Wear light colours. It seems to attract them less. And at night, if you are someone and you're, uh, who is prone to it, maybe buy an insect net that you can hang up in the room over your bed that will maybe help prevent them getting at you for again we kind of mentioned people who do get bad reactions and um, for those people i would always suggest that you have an antihistamine with you and it may be worth taking a, an antibiotic and steroid cream there is a combination cream out there for those people who really get bad reactions i'm not talking about the little bites that are a bit itchy take your antihistamine you can buy the equivalent of calamine lotions and creams out there and um, but those who get the really nasty bites and um, they're the people we suggest putting a cream like that on themselves uh, this will be the first year many people have had a flight since the pandemic. Obviously, there are certain tips you should always have for flights, but is there anything this year people should be watching out for? 
Well, I'm going to tell you all, COVID is rampant. And if you want to make sure you don't end up picking up COVID on your flight in the airport, my advice is uh, wear a mask on the plane just to reduce your chances. And I know that's not in any way obligatory and it's not in any guidelines. Some still are. I was through Dublin Airport the other day and uh, there was there were a few flights saying that they were mandatory. Do we know where it has okay. to be? I don't know, but it could be worth knowing that. So you have a mask. But honestly, with the levels of COVID we're seeing in this past few days, just in this past week, I kind of be saying to people, you know, the last thing you want is to pick up COVID on your way out, get it a few days into the holiday, suddenly you realise you're sick and you're not allowed on the plane back home. So just minimise your chances with it and, and protect yourselves. Again, on the plane, the other thing is do avoid the alcohol. I know the temptation can be start in the airport, start on the plane and get drinking. You're a killjoy, You're a killjoy. I know. If you want to feel well when you arrive, if you don't want to be dehydrated and have that hangover as you arrive to a blast of heat, save the drink for later. Dr. Lona Duffy, thank you very much for joining us. The last word on health on Today FM. With Yakult Light, enriched with vitamins D and E.